This is the Kaniac Report. I am Sam Wallace. And I am Sam Driscoll. And you know what? What? I think you need to find a patch for that Pacioretty injury. Nice one. So, we've had some... Quite a bit of Kane's news since our past episode. We will get to that, but as always, at the start of our uh, episodes, we will present you some news around the NHL and then eventually delve into the Hurricanes news. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week um, because we really wanted to stress on the um, importance of losing a guy like Patch already, which we will get to later. So some of the NHL news that happened... In the past week, um, Lawson Krause has a five-year, $4.3 million contract. Uh, yeah, that's pretty a good, big. Good deal. Contract. Good deal for him. You know, that's a good, decent player. Good money. Yeah. So that'll be good for him to go out there and prove it. So we'll see if he, he does he, it. He's a big guy, too. Yeah. That, those are hard to come by sometimes in the NHL. Yes. And uh, Pavel Zaka signs a one-year, $3.5 million contract. So that is with... Uh, the team that he's with now, uh, Boston. That's a good young player that works for Boston. Yeah, good <laughs> they're going to be. Forward. They're very close to the to, to needing to do a rebuild. They're not willing to do one this year. Definitely not with bringing Bergeron back. No. Rumor has it that they might be willing to bring back Krejci. So it'll be interesting to see kind of the direction that Boston goes. Yes, and speaking of Boston, uh, it, it is official. That Bergeron is back with Boston on a one-year, two point five million dollar contract. Don't see a sixty-plus point player getting two point five million very often. That's a great, great. That is a team. That, that is a hometown discount that Patrice Bergeron's giving. He's an older player, but he can still produce. Yeah. He so can. I think that's just what he's going to keep doing. He's going to keep doing the one-year contracts if he wants to keep playing. Boston will keep him. That's just how that's going to go. Exactly, and David Krejci signs a one-year one point, um, one-year one million dollar contract. Uh, he's a king killer. Um, so Krejci did sign with Boston. I heard he rumors. Did. I guess I must have missed that. All right. Well, you know what, David Krejci playing in, um, you know that 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 that's a big help for them, for sure. Um, that's going to be a huge bonus for them. It's going to really help push back a lot of. Um, Moving parts. Yeah, it is. And uh, this isn't really a signing, but uh, definitely alarming, especially for Vegas fans. If you're a Vegas fan that listens to this, that's awesome. Uh, but unfortunate for you guys, as Robin Leonard is out for the rest of the upcoming season with uh, hip surgery. But also good for Vegas. They did sign Nick Waugh to. Um, they did. To a five-year, three million dollar contract. That is a good hockey player. He can play in your top six, but he can. He's a good. He's a good middle line player. You know, your third, second, third line player. So that's a good deal for a decent player, former Hurricane. Um, he's going to get some good time in uh, in um, in Vegas. A good good signing for him. Yeah, and it's nice to see our former prospects because he was mainly a prospect for us at, yeah. at the time. Don't think to, he played much here. He may have played a couple of relief games when injuries deemed it necessary. Yeah, but it's just nice to see those prospects getting 
uh, full NHL full time slots. So Absolutely good for Nick Raw. And now we're going to get into some Canes news right here. It is a fi- it is official that Natchez signs a two year three million dollar contract. Uh, we saw this coming. Yeah, it was expected. We we announced it the week before. It just seemed like that was the direction it was going. That's what some leaks had it at two by three. So uh, that's a good deal. If Natchez can, you know, if, if that's a, if he's a top six player, he has a career year. That's more than you know. That's a great great contract, and then he'll earn it for a pay raise in two years. So good bridge deal. That's what was expected. That's what the player one. That's what the team wanted because they weren't going to give him high dollar. He didn't want term. So we'll have to just see what happens. I honestly can say at the beginning of the off season, I didn't think he would be here. I didn't think Ethan Bear would be here. I didn't think he would be here. So I didn't think Jake Gardner would be here. But you listeners, I thought. But you know, I thought that you know, I I expected Tony D'Angelo to be here. So you know, it it just shows that sometimes off seasons are not predictable. And Carolina really hasn't brought back anybody but Ethan Bear, Marty Natchez so far. They haven't resigned anyone. That Don Waddell did hold a press conference. They're still talking with Derek Stepan, so he hasn't signed anywhere yet. So that could be a piece that comes back, um, especially with the other news we'll talk about a little bit later. Derek Stepan could be a decent player. Ryan Dezingle might slot in. I don't know. I think he will, knowing that Pacioretty is out. For yeah, I mean, Dezingle's not going to f- provide that offense unless he has a literal career resurrection season in Carolina. I don't think that happens, but Carolina liked him. They signed him, so. Yeah. So um, we'll see how the roster pans out on opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, dealing with the Hurricanes prospects, what started last week was the World Junior Cup. And we have a few players um, on the teams. Uh, Ronan Seeley is with uh, the, the uh, Canadian team. And, of course, the Canadian team is doing great with Connor Bedard, Mason McTavish. Um, but he in three games, he has two assists, two points. Not bad for a very stat Canadian roster. So good for Ronan Seeley. And, and he's actually a right-handed defenseman, I believe. So <clears throat> add him with Scott Morrow, who, um, if you guys had, had saw um, a couple of days ago, the NHL released their season preview on the Hurricanes. Scott Morrow was listed as number one as their top prospect. Well, that's because, I mean, Scott Morrow is breaking, you know, I've heard and I've seen that he's coming close to, if not breaking records of Kale McCarr. So if you can even get half of the player that Kale McCarr is from this guy, he's top four defensive material. But if if you get that Kale McCarr level here, I mean, you pair him with Slavin and and, and Morrow, and he's that good. Carolina's got the two best defensemen in the National Hockey League. You got your offensive defenseman in Morrow, and then you've got your defensive shutdown man Slavin. That point, you know, you can just fill in your bottom four with decent NHL level defensemen who can play. You know, you might be able to afford like a Pesci or Shea, probably not both, but then fill it in, right? So, um, I think that that's the be- hope, right? Is that yeah. Scott Morrow comes in as like a Kale McCarr. Obviously, it won't happen right away, but defensemen take a little bit longer to develop. But from what I hear is that this player is probably going to make it to the NHL sooner rather than later. Exactly. And another prospect, uh, he's playing for Finland. No surprise there. We love our Finnish prospects. Uh, Vili Koivinen. I'm, 
I'm liking this guy, even though he doesn't have any points so far. Um, I still think he has pretty high potential. Um, he was playing for the some, I believe, the same teams that Aho played on, and he was getting around the same points as Aho was during his age. So I'm hoping that he improves, and if he's if he's like an Aho type level, uh, that'd be great. For the Canes, oh, for sure. Especially if there's a thought, you know, Aha's contracts up in two years. This team, does, this, the ownership and management has a very poor track record of bringing back unrestricted free agents. So, we'll, we'll wait and see in two years what they what what they decide to do. Uh, it would be criminal to let Aho go without getting something. Exactly, but you know. We'll see what this player can do. The hope is, you know, you know, if he can be the kind of player that they hope, maybe he plays next year. Uh, definitely, there's no room for him on this roster. So, you know, hopefully, maybe next year we get a good sh- look at him, right? Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely. And another f- Finnish prospect, uh, Aleski. I'm gonna butcher the last name. Uh, Hemos Salmi. I butchered that. I know I did. Uh, but in three points, he got three as all three assists in two games. Another promising uh, defenseman. So you have Ronan Seeley, uh, Scott Morrow, and Aleski Hemus Salmi. Well, this organization loves their defensemen, so <laughs> well, we do. And last but not least is actually a goaltender who um, is for Russia. And that's Nikita uh, Kwop. He only played one game, 900 save percentage, so there's not really much you can do with just one game. But we'll see how uh, the World Junior Cup uh, goes with uh, those players. Yeah, and it's good to see some young players get some time. I'm looking forward to the Prospect Showcase, which is in Raleigh this year. That's going to be fun. We're going to try and go to the games in PNC on Sunday because we don't work on Sunday. So we'll try and go and, and try and get some you know, get a good look in, and then we'll give a review on how we feel our young guys look. Um, so that'll be hope that that is hopeful. Hopefully, the plan for that weekend. Um, we look. They also to it. play on Saturday too. I think it's that whole weekend. Yeah, it is a whole weekend event. I think Saturday might be more of a practice event, but it'll be fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. I want to see some of these young players. I really want to see Scott Morrow. So I'm really hoping he plays. Yeah, same here. That's a player that I'm looking forward to seeing in action. Now, we're getting getting into the big news here. As all you Canes fans know, Max Pacioretty is out um, practicing at um, Weight Competition Center, and his Achilles was torn. Correct. Out for six months. Yep. You want to say your bit, or do you want me to say uh, my bit? That's a pretty long uh, bit on this. I, you know, it, it, it's hard to say that this wasn't almost predictable right he's injury prone almost expected it's disappointing i was really looking forward to seeing him play a full season in carolina i thought it was possible with the health and training staff that we have he's very very good yet two injury prone goalies who didn't really have any issues until the end of the season you know i was really hoping that we would get max patchy ready for the whole season this point you have to ltir him i've seen a lot of twitter reactions that there's no need to replace him i do not agree I think you have to replace him. I think you need to look at a good replacement. I think you have to send Gardner and Bear 
off the roster to make six million in cap space available. You LTIR um, at Pasharetti. You, you, there are things you can do. There are things that I think have to be done almost. I I think if Carolina does nothing, they're a playoff team. I think if Carolina finds a way to bring in a top six forward, which I do not think they're going to do, I don't expect it, I don't see it happening. If they do it, then um, it's for if, – if they do it, I, I'm shocked. But if they don't do it, then they're a playoff team, but probably not a Metro Division champion. I think at that point New York wins it. I don't think New York is as good as Carolina, but I think having the all-star goaltending is going to steal them more games. And Anderson's a great. He's an all-star too, but he's still not as good as um, Shesterkin. So. I would put Shesterkin and Vasilevsky in the same tier because I think we're in that conversation now that those are those two are probably the best goalies right oh, now. Oh, absolutely. I in mean, the league. I still think Vasi is better, and he proved it in the playoffs. But um, I, I still think Carolina should go and try and get uh, Tarasenko. I, I know, I know, not everyone agrees with me there, but I love Vladimir Tarasenko. He wants to come to Raleigh. That's been reported on. Carolina has clearly shown interest in the past. I think he potentially comes to Raleigh next off season, if not at the deadline this year. I think there is just mutual interest there with with Tarasenko. So I would love to see him come to Carolina, and I'm you know let's hear your thoughts on it too. Okay, so I am going to explain the fan side of stuff first. I'm sure you've seen this on Twitter and Facebook when it comes to some of the Canes fans, and to those who are listening, I'm not saying this is you at all, but there are some Canes fans that that say after that injury to Pax Ready, we're not the playoff team at all. I disagree. I think we are a playoff team. I think we have one of the best top four uh, pairing defensemen in the league. I think our goaltending is top ten in in the league. And I still think our offense is pretty good, even though I probably would not consider it top ten. So no, and our defense is one of the best in the league. I mean, it is. defense. You have Jacob Slavin on your team. Yeah, I mean, he's the best shutdown defenseman in the National Hockey League. No offense to like Kale McCarr, who is still phenomenal and shut down uh, Connor McDavid, but so is Slavin. So is Aho. So you know, Slavin is the best shutdown defenseman. You have one of the. You have probably the number one defense in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think there's an argument for that. So, yes, they're still a playoff team, but I also do have quite a bit of concerns uh, with Pax Ready being out. I know I'll, I think every Carolina fan would agree that we need to replace what Pax Ready was going to bring to this team, and we need to. Now, are we going to get someone of that caliber? I don't think it's realistic to, to get someone like that. Because I think we kind of hamstrung ourselves with that patch ready trade. And in terms of the cap and all that type of stuff. Uh, but I think we need to get a, the realistic scenario will be a top of nine forward. That yeah. I think we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have some concerns also with the management side of what they have said about the whole patch ready scenario. 
Don Waddell came out and said, oh, I think we're pretty good with Pacioretty being out of the lineup. I strongly disagree. Yeah. you got to get someone. Yeah, Even if it's not a Pacioretty goal scorer, at least get someone to help. And maybe I think you got to get someone more than just Derek Stepan, yeah. in my opinion. For sure. Um, but they need to solve that. And another thing that they have not addressed, which will probably be a last-minute thing, is the cap. They have not come out on how to address that. Yep. Yeah, because that is the most frustrating thing. At the end of the day, the patch ready injury, all it will do for them is buy them time because they're going to LTIR patch ready, right? So, but he's going to come back. Yeah, that's the thought. I mean, it's also possible he's out the whole season. It's possible some players are out that long with that kind of injury. So. Yes, and I, and I realize that too, but you also have to prepare if he is going to come back in six months, which will be during the season. You yep. can't just be like, well, I think he'll come back in the playoffs. Don Waddell stated that he does not want to pull a Kucherov yeah. situation. Yeah. So then at the end of the day, you have to think, okay, then the end game is they're going to trade someone. Someone who is on this roster will not be on this roster by deadline day. And that's... And, and I'm pointing at Jake Gardner again. I I know you listeners are probably tired of hearing me t- harping about Jake Gardner. Well, he's the most common sense. He is the one. He is the player with the most cap hit that has holds the least amount of importance. Exactly. To the roster. He he's redundant with uh, Ethan Bear, Dylan Coughlin. Yeah. Who I think Dylan Coughlin is an automatic top six just because of Ethan Bear's performance last season. And Jake Gardner of not really yeah. possibly making now, the roster. Is it possible Jake the surgery has has turned Jake Gardner back into what he was? Sure. Would that be amazing? Sure, because then you've got your number two power play QB. That, that's assuming Jake Gardner comes back and plays like he did several several years ago, which is not expected. That would just be a happy coin. That would just be a happy thing that happened. Then that puts you know that's good for yeah. Carolina if the plan is to knock the, the that uh that cap off your books, then awesome. You've made him playing well, which is probably what they're hoping is he plays well, ups his trade value, you can send him off. Yes. And I believe when it comes to training camp, because said, we're going to wait till training camp and see what Gardner does. Okay. I don't think Gardner is going to come back 100%. I think we're kind of dreaming there, in yeah. my opinion. Um, But with Jake Gardner, I do think there has to be some form of a cap dump, whether it's a buyout, which uh, if it is a buyout, I believe we save around $3 million in cap. So that makes us cap compliant. Yeah. I mean, that's an option too. The hope is, I think they're hoping he comes in training camp, links good enough, and then makes him a trade, makes him more palatable for a team to trade for. I think that's the, the hope there. Maybe, but, to me, even then, I could see Don Waddell and Rob Benmore being like, he's doing really good, let's keep him on the team. And yeah. then and then the shift will be on Ethan Bear. Absolutely. And then if you trade Ethan Bear, then you're also, I think, cap compliant too. So Exactly. You know They have not come out and dressed that. That's to me the most frustrating thing. And I think with the Patriot injury, it, it has now given them time to to do that. Um so they we'll have see. to prepare uh, yeah. him coming back during the regular season. You can't just hope he's No, which is absolutely true. Like I said, the injury to Pacioretty, all it has done is given them time. 
So yes, it's given them time, but they need to address the scoring issue that I do think we will have um, heading into the season. And listen, I, I am not envious of Don Waddell and Eric Tolsky's position right now. I do not want to be in the position they're in with uh, the cap restraint that they have and possibly the urge of trying to get a top six forward with so much cap to spend on. But to me, this is a sign of, are you willing to make that big move in order to win a Stanley Cup? And I have not seen that from this team. Adam Gold explained it a little bit. We have not seen that big sacrifice move in order for them to go all in. Yeah. And do they have to do it this year? No, they don't. They have their core another year. So next year is going to be their last year so far in terms of the contract. Absolutely. And you can make the argument they almost have to this year if they feel as though they owe Jordan Stahl more than what he has gotten from this organization, right? Because Jordan Stahl's contract's up this year. I don't expect him to be on Carolina next year. Well, if he is, I expect him to be making, like, what? One, two million. Yeah. Patrick's first wrong type of money right now. Oh, absolutely. So. He doesn't. He, he He's not worth six million. He's a great player. And he had a, he's had a good couple. He's had a good last two years. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if he retires. If we win a cup this year, he retires. Period. Oh, I do. Period. He retired. That's a good way to ret- end your career. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But that's my whole take. Because I am really frustrated with the Canes management management right now. Because it, it, it really seems like, one, they're not signaling anything on what they're going to do cap-wise. While also signaling that they're fine with the roster as it is. Yeah, right now, too, which to me does concern me. And then we get to the point where we're going to be in a position that we'll say like the Washington Capitals were in for for almost a decade, right? Where you're a top season team, but can never get out of the first, second round. And after a while, your fans get, you know, it's awesome. You know, when you're a horrible team, you make the playoffs. That's how Carolina Hurricanes fans have felt probably to the last three years. It's awesome. But now it's like, okay, we're a good team. A second round, first round exit is a disappointed, disappointing season. At this point, yes. I, I mean, during the start of the bunch of jerks era, uh, we were on cloud. Us Canes fans were on cloud nine that we just made the playoffs. Absolutely, yeah, which was amazing. And I think we were satisfied with the results for I would say two to three years into it. Yeah, I think we kind of knew we weren't going to beat Tampa. Yeah, when we uh, verse them, so I'm not really blaming the Hurricanes on that. I think Tampa is just the better team, but now the Canes fans want more. Absolutely, and this last season it was it clearly was a disappointing. 11. Absolutely, season. you should have beaten the Rangers. Period. But we'll see what they do this year. Um, without Pacioretty, I don't know. I really don't where they'll land in the standings. It's okay to have a Tampa Bay mindset. It doesn't matter where you land as long as you're in. But Carolina's not Tampa Bay. They don't have a they don't have a they don't have a Nikita Kucherov. 
Yes, and also I don't think Carolina's in, in a position to flirt with just making it into the playoffs. No, not at all. They don't have the roster for that. Mm-mm. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's our take uh, yeah. on the episode. Uh, now, we do have a little bit of a podcast announcement. We're going to be taking a, a couple weeks for a break. We'll be back, what was it, on the uh, Labor Day week. Labor Day weekend, we're working on trying to get um, Scott Burnside to come back. Um, he's been on the show before. We're excited about that. Uh, we've discussed that with him. So the hope is he'll be back on the podcast um, that week. But he, he he will probably be on the show in the coming weeks, for sure. Definitely. So, yeah, we're still working on getting him in. So we might have him in on the week of Labor Day. And again, since Labor Day falls on a Monday, we will release that episode on uh, the following day, which is a Tuesday. And then the weeks after that, we're planning on doing an official Canes preview. Um I think it'd be really fun uh, to do a Metro um, Division Analyst episode to analyze all the teams and see where they might be. And I think it might be fun also to do an episode of just predicting the standings and seeing um, where that might lead. So if you guys like this episode, uh, please subscribe and uh, comment and rate the episode as well. Uh, we love uh, uh, getting your guys' feedback. We always want to make the episodes better and better as we go through them. And uh, it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we will see you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, maybe we'll try and do a mailbag. So if you've got questions, send them on in. We'll, we'll talk to them. I've been thinking about that. I think that might be fun. So we'll try and do that this off season. So if you've got questions, send them in. We'll answer them. I mean, we would love to interact with y'all. So if you want us to talk about a certain topic sometime in September before the before the season starts and the preseason, um, you want to chat with us. We'll we'll release where we're at in the regular season. Our season seats. We'll chat with y'all. Love to have conversations with people. So in the heart of Carrie, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I am Sam Wallace. I am Sam Driscoll. Have a nice week, guys. See you guys.